Hello and good morning, Steve. How are you doing today? Hello, Arrow. I'm doing good. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. I'll tell you, the, when you get, when you team up with National Geographic Kids, you, you not only make me feel like a kid, but you educate me as an adult. Because what you've got in this book here is stuff nobody's ever talked about. I never even thought about the stuff in this until right now. Well, that's what we're excited about with the book, because uh, it's fun this book, I think it's engaging, but it's also educational. And my role on it was to check the facts, make sure the science was right. And I think that's something Nat Geo does uniquely well. And I hope the book really does help people envision what it was like to be back in the, the age of dinosaurs. You know, I, I had one of those uh, little kid moments when you were talking about you better like the taste of insects. And I'm going, oh, come on. But it's the truth. I mean, <laughs> you, you definitely had to get you had to get your protein from somewhere. You did, so you could hunt a triceratops if you wanted. That would probably pose some dangers. Uh, or you could eat a lot of insects. <laughs> <laughs> the, when, when you say that you have to go and do the research, where where is this information even located at? I mean, it, it, it can't be just on Google. Well, you know, I, I'm a paleontologist, and it's my job uh, to study dinosaurs and dig up dinosaurs and other fossils. Uh, kind of like a historian, it's their job to study human history. So for me and for other paleontologists, we train for a long time. We get a lot of experience in collecting and interpreting fossils. And the fossils are the clues from Earth history. These are the dinosaur bones and teeth and skeletons that are preserved in rock. Uh, that, that tell us what the world used to be like and who the characters were in these ancient worlds. And so there's not a single source of information uh, on paleontology, just like there isn't on history or, or any other field. Uh, but those of us who study these things, we build up a lot of specialist knowledge, and we, of course, build up a lot of uh, technical knowledge on things and databases and in, in technical books, academic books, and so on. But that stuff's not very accessible right. <laughs> to the public. So one of the, the things I love about books like How to Survive in the Age of Dinosaurs and other books that National Geographic does is that it brings that really highly technical information into the public realm in a, an engaging and fun way. Well, you teach us that the figure known as the human back then, it wasn't all about just living in a cave. You, you, you have a, a way that it teaches us that we, we slept in trees. And then what I love, though, is on the next page, you kind of teach us on how to do it in this modern world. Yeah, that's what we want people to think about as well. You know, the age of dinosaurs was a long time ago, long before there were any humans on the planet. You know, we never did have to stare down a T-Rex, thankfully. Yeah. But by thinking about what that might have been like and thinking about how to survive in a, a world that was so old, the atmosphere was different, that the temperature was different, that the climate was different, that the types of plants around were different, that having that thought process will help people also, especially young people, people understand the world around them today and understand that the earth does change and that organisms have to deal with that, have to adapt to that. So I hope that by looking into the deep past, it gives people uh, a, a greater appreciation for the present. You know, what's kind of scary is the fact that uh, you, you say that humans were on that food chain. It's like, what? But then when you sit back and think about it, you're going, yeah, we, we definitely, we, we weren't the dominant one back then. 
No, I mean, humans, you know, our species uh, has only been around for a few hundred thousand years. Wow. And before then, there were actually other species of humans, which were our cousins and ancestors. But they haven't been around for that long. And, you know, the age of dinosaurs was millions and millions and millions of years ago. And we had mammal ancestors that lived with the dinosaurs. You know, we had actual ancestors that did have to survive <laughs> underfoot of T-Rex. And I think that's a fascinating thing to think about. And, of course, those ancestors had to endure the asteroid that killed off the dinosaurs. So I think by looking back at the age of dinosaurs, we're not just looking at an alien world, but we're looking at the roots of our world today. Mm -hmm. We're looking at our deepest history. What's fascinating here is, and I, I would have never thought about this, but you, you, you actually give us the insight on how we could have trained those dinosaurs. We, you know, I mean, movies, we ran away from them. We were in fear of them. We didn't train them. But in your book, you kind of show us the way. It's funny, and I know this is going to strike some people as really weird, uh, and it's similar in some ways to the storyline in the, the recent Jurassic World films, uh, where Chris Pratt's character yeah, is training, yeah. almost domesticating some of these raptor dinosaurs. And that seems nuts, right, like training a velociraptor. But let's think about it. You know, what's a dog? A dog is a wolf, basically, that humans thousands of years ago domesticated. They made it docile. They turned it in. I turned it from something that was a fierce predator of ours into a companion. And so more than 25 times humans have taken a wild animal and domesticated it. A chicken is another example of that. And birds are actually dinosaurs. Birds evolved from dinosaurs. They are part of the dinosaur family tree. The raptor dinosaurs were the ancestors of today's birds. So in that sense, humans have already domesticated some dinosaurs. So I think if we lived back in the Jurassic period, uh, there would have been dinosaurs around that we could have domesticated and used to our own advantage. Dinosaurs weren't the only dangers that, that the human back then, the Neanderthals, were facing. I mean, I, I never even thought about this, and we deal with this all the time, even today, volcanoes. Yes, yes, and volcanoes are nasty. I mean, yeah. volcanoes can be very destructive. You think of some of the eruptions like Mount St. Helens or Pinatubo, ones that humans have witnessed very recently. People die. You know, it destroys communities. But these volcanoes today are nothing compared to some of the enormous mega volcanoes that once erupted. There were times when there were volcanoes that were basically like Grand Canyon-sized fissures in the earth that opened up and spewed out rivers of lava for hundreds of thousands or even millions of years. I mean, imagine the destruction. And the destruction was vast. These volcanoes were so powerful. They released so much nasty gas from deep yeah. in the earth that they poisoned the atmosphere. They led to climate change and they led to big extinctions. Uh, were a huge percentage. Up, so one of these extinctions, up to 95% of all species died because of these volcanoes. So imagine and, 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 and just be thankful that humans have never had to endure this. So many of your pictures include these big, big jungles. And to me, I, I look at these trees and I think it, it had to have been hot. So, I mean, are, really, were, were the temperatures cooler than what we are right now since they say that we're in this, this, this hot period now? Or are we just pretty much hanging out with the same kind of you know, vibe, weather vibe. The temperatures today are quite different than they were during the age of dinosaurs. Okay. On, on the whole, um, the age of dinosaurs was warmer than today. There were no ice caps at oh. the poles. There were no big glaciers. There was more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, more greenhouse gas. 
And so in general, the world was much warmer. Uh, so that's interesting, right? Because our world is changing today. The climates are changing today. So by studying dinosaurs, by looking back into the past, we can actually understand what the world was like when it was warmer. That's valuable information for us. You know, to, to a lot of the, the younger kids, uh, Generation Z, as well as this new alpha generation, uh, they, they can't survive without their Internet. I mean, I can't imagine them stepping back into a dinosaur world. Uh, you know what? There you go. See, I don't think we didn't cover that in the book, you know, of course. But um, but you're right. I, our, our, the, the, the many different technologies and trappings of modern society, uh, if anything, might make us more vulnerable if we went back in time and we all of a sudden didn't have our phone to pull a, out a map to see which route we should take to, to best move away from the T-Rex nursery or whatever. You know, so I think we would have to go back to nature. And that's something that a lot of us are are not used to and that's a fun thing to think about oh yeah because i'm an rver and and i depend you know whatever campground i'm going to it better have a internet so i can have you know so i can do what i need to do with it with, with my internet i'm with you there i mean i'm not an rver but i love camping we camp out you know a lot when we're doing field work to dig up fossils we're going to be going out to new mexico soon in a couple weeks to do that and we're really out in the middle of nowhere there very bad reception and <laughs> at first it's always weird but you know what i kind of like it when not not having all the emails to come in from the university <laughs> all the bureaucratic <laughs> stuff i have to do <laughs> when you're digging things up i because i believe in this theory called dear future reader I'm, I'm a daily writer so i i always look at it as being letters to somebody in the future i'll never meet them do you feel that the dinosaurs have left you a message yes they have through the fossils yes. through the fossils we find it's a message Maybe they didn't intend to leave. I don't think anything ever intends to become a fossil, but it's a message from the past. And it's the same way I think archaeologists find clues from human history. It just tells us what their world was like. It helps us see how the Earth has changed, how the Earth is a very old planet, how the Earth has been through so much. It helps us really, as paleontologists really are historians, mm -hmm. uh, prehistorians, and, uh, and it just helps us understand the Earth. And that's what I love about being a paleontologist. Man, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Steve. The door is always going to be open for you. Well, thank you, Arrow. It's great. I love your enthusiasm. I think we play off each other well because we <laughs> love this stuff. It's so cool. It's so fun to think about these things. I got a great job being able to study dinosaurs, and I love talking about them. So let's do it again. And vicariously, we live through you, sir. <laughs> you be brilliant today, okay? All right. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Arrow. <laughs>